0: Hello and welcome to this mini-sode for the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast and this is a Facebook live event that I did and short and sweet but it's all about over drinking and we tackle the hard problems here at Durgo Food Safety and SFBDI and over drinking in foodpreneur culture is one of the things we tackle. We're doing this in April in the Power Group. We'd love to see you there and come listen to how I started thinking about my own drinking and how I started understanding where I was with my drinking. Thanks so much for Listening, we'd love a five-star review over on your listening methodology of choice. Everybody, thanks. <laughs> Good morning from Scenic Yarmouth, Maine. This is Dr. Michelle Fan and and I'm coming to you today on Facebook Live for a really different reason. As many of you know, I run a membership site called The Power Group, and in the Power Group, we tackle the hard problems so that we can build wealth and community in. Our food systems and today my fellow foodpreneurs i am going to talk to you about over drinking because in april in the power group we are not only going to be tackling how to manage your calendar and how to manage your supply chain we're going to be talking about over drinking in the foodpreneur community because i have been there i know what it's like i've gone out drinking with many of you and i want you to know that it's completely possible to wake up without that kind of a hangover that you get when you've had one too many the night before, but not so much that you get blitzed or blasted or black out, but life doesn't have to be like that. So what do I mean by stopping overdrinking? Well, overdrinking is consuming more alcohol than we meant to, whether it's one extra drink or a whole bottle of Chardonnay. And what I want you to know is, is that over-drinking comes from over-desire, okay? We are conditioned, many of us actually sell our products by conditioning over-desire in our customers. And that's the way food producers, alcohol producers get us to buy, and that includes us. But when we believe our own story about over-desire, it's actually very detrimental to our own mental health and our own mental well-being. And so the desire for alcohol and the over-desire for alcohol is completely learned. Because what happened was sometime in the past, you went out and you had a drink with friends and you had a good time and you associated the good time with the alcohol and not with the friends and the conversation and the connection. And then what happened was, was that you did that a bunch of times and your brain learned that, huh, if I go out with friends and I drink alcohol, I feel good. And then it learned that if I drink alcohol, I feel good. And you created a habit that created a reward. And the reward was like a hit of dopamine in your brain and you felt good and you felt relaxed and your, you know, your blood vessels dilated, you could breathe a little deeper, it softened the edges of the anxiety in your life. That's a reward. And the more we reward our habits, the more our brain moves it from the front of our brain where we can do our powerful thinking to the back of our brain where we do our habitual thinking, like breathing in and breathing out. That's a habit, but we can control it. And so what if in our over-drinking, we thought about that process? And what if we could get to a point where we understand our thoughts, and then we understand what happens to us when we think, wow, I just need a drink, and what feeling that creates, what actions we have out of that, and what results that gives us. When we look at our own thoughts, we can understand where that desire comes from. So let's dive into that. I'm gonna do something called a model. All right, and this is the work that we do in the power group. We do the work of showing up to our own thoughts. Because the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. All right, so how does this deconditioning work? So the first thing that we talk about is we talk about our circumstances. So circumstances are the facts of a situation. Okay, and when we're talking about drinking, a lot of times we're talking about, you know, a a fairly common one for me was driving home. Okay, driving home from work. I have a beautiful office. I gotta go, I gotta go home. All right, and so this is the model that created the breakthrough with me on my own drinking. Mm -hmm. All right, so the circumstance is I drive home. I think everybody could agree since I don't live at my office, even though sometimes it looks like I do, <laughs> that I drive home, okay? And here is what would happen, is I would drive home, all right? I would walk down my stairs, walk out to my car, and sit in the car. I would probably call somebody to get that one last phone call in, because that's me, all right? And then, as I was, I have the, I I take the same route home every day like most of you do, okay? And as I would turn off of uh, the main road onto the first side road and then onto the road that I live off of, all right, I would have this thought of, all right, home is stressful. All right. Now, I'm not going to lie. It took me a long time to figure out that that was my thought because what I was really doing is I was answering, I was like asking myself really disempowering questions. And they were questions like, what's going to face me when I get home? What did the kids do today? What's, you know, how much do I have to, how much work do I have to do before I can collapse into bed because I'm exhausted? Okay. And it all kind of comes down to a thought that home is stressful. All right. If you answer all of those questions, and we always put an answer, we always put a sentence in the T line here. If you do that, okay, answer those questions, you will come up with your thoughts. All right. That's what we use our strive model for. Okay. And I got to the idea that I feel emotionally unsafe. When I walk into my house, okay, because the kids, it's five o'clock, it's the witching hour, the kids are always fighting, my husband needs me for something, my dog is not that healthy, and I have to look at my dog, and that stresses me out that he's sick, the cats are howling for food, okay, and everybody's backpacks and everything is like there in the mudroom, and it's completely overwhelming, okay? Okay. So I discovered through using my STRIVE model, you know, the S stands for safe, that I feel physically safe when I go home. I feel financially safe when I go home. I don't feel emotionally safe because I feel like there's this, like, wall of people coming at me, okay? I feel trained when I walk in. I know what to do. Um, I don't feel respected, so that's the R in STRIVE, because nobody picks up after themselves. I'm like the only person without yelling that will pick up the mudroom. Um, We've made the investments to make it a space to um, be comfortable in uh, because we own a big house. (laughs) We have places to put our stuff and we've made the investment in throwing away a lot of stuff, all right? Um, And I didn't value, so the V in Strive is value. I didn't value showing up to my kids more than I valued showing up to alcohol. How's that for a thought? That was a fun one to learn about myself, but you know what? We're in the business of dealing with reality here at DIRIGO Food Safety and the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute. And if those are the thoughts that you're thinking, think those thoughts and then decide whether or not those thoughts work for you. And then the final question in Strive is E. Are you empowered to stand in fear and discomfort to solve your to solve your issue and i was unwilling to stand in discomfort of not having a drink all right let me tell you this all hit me like a ton of bricks when i finally figured this out because i'm the child of an alcoholic and i never wanted alcohol to dominate my life that way and guess what Here I was, even though by every definition, by the CDC definition, by anybody else's social definition, I wasn't an alcoholic. I didn't drink too much. I drank too much for me. And that's what's important. Okay. All right. So this idea home is stressful, okay, led me to feeling overwhelmed. All right. When I was overwhelmed and I got home, I poured a drink. I hopped back on my computer. All righty. How many of us do that? Sometimes it's our phone, but we get home and we keep doing the same things that we were doing at work, right? And then um, I didn't interact with the kids, all right? And kids get used to a lot of things. Again, I'm the child of an alcoholic, and so didn't interact with the kids. That was normal to me. My dad never interacted with us when we came home. When he came home, right? Kids get habituated. I had no idea that wasn't normal until I had a boyfriend whose parents didn't drink when they got home and they talked to him. I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" All right. So didn't interact with kids. All right. And what's the then the final question in this, in our thought model is is what's the results that I'm creating? Well. If you think about this, these two things right here, I hopped on the computer and I didn't interact with kids. I didn't do chores. And what happens when you come home from work, the kids haven't seen you all day, and you open your computer, drink or no drink, the kid get amped up. It's 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Kids get amped up at 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody's hungry. Right? So, what did I create in my life? I created a stressful household. All right? And guess what? That's super convenient for me because it builds the story that I have that my house is stressful and I need a drink to overcome that stress. But guess what? All of this, this is all completely optional. It is completely optional for you to go home and drink. It's completely optional for you to quit and go to the bar with friends. And in April, in the power group, this is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about showing up to ourselves in ways nobody in the food community is even talking about join me for this powerful month and then stay for all the amazing wealth building and community building work that we do in the power group all right just get in touch with us you can direct message us you can type grow in the comments line and we will dm you and get in touch with you so that uh we can have this conversation it's a conversation worth having i'd love to see you there april in the power group everybody You have a really awesome day. Thanks.